Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. I could like I could like visualize it. Like he's doing he's right literally now. stuffing his own dumpling. <laughs> and Chris Ello. You're a 49er fan and you want to be champions, but you're not. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. We slide into the happy hour here on Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwen Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. With you till 6 o'clock as this winter meeting starts to wind down. Seems like it's wound down. It is wound down. Like there, <laughs> there's like nobody walking through. No hello, security. It's hello, not, it is no hello, longer. It is no longer hello. Fort Knox to get into this bad boy. I haven't seen a security no, guard in Bochy sight. No, where's when you need him? He could come on and be with us for <laughs> I know. very easily. I, know. Right now. I saw I, when I went to go get my coffee. I saw Mr. Bochi in the, the Mr. lobby. Mr. Bochi, yeah, man, that yeah. was great having him on. Now yesterday. I will be cutting out after this segment. I, I have a uh, proud papa moment today. My. The oldest daughter, Michaela, who's a freshman at, at Mount Carmel, will be playing her first varsity soccer game today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. Freshman yeah. on the varsity. Freshman on the varsity. Come on, Pops. Are we moving her up too fast, putting too much pressure on her? Nah, what are you one of those I, Are you one of those parents no, that's no. like, come on, come on, come on? Absolutely not. I, I know uh, you're she, not. She, is, I know you're not. she has earned that that right. And that's awesome. uh, so I'm super excited to to watch her play against Helix High today, the Highlanders. The Highlanders. I wish I I wish I refereed soccer. I'd keep an eye out for her. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know anything about that. You think you think basketball parents are tough on I that? I can imagine. Oh, soccer families. Oh, soccer families are, are a little crazy. Crazy too. So, oh, I'm sure they are. I'm uh, sure they are. What position does she uh, she play? She plays. Uh, she plays right, uh, right midfielder. Okay. Or winger, whatever you want, depending on you know. Can she just run all day, she like can. up and down that sideline? She can't. Yeah, she, she, I can't stand her. <laughs> Me neither. Never met you, Michaela, but I that's that's a. Was Michaela the one that came to Cooperstown? No, that was. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Was no. it not Michaela? Was no. it Jordan? No. Jordan. Or was it Layton? Oh, it was, it was my youngest was daughter. Late. Yeah, it was yeah. my. Oh, yeah, that's right, because she flew back with yeah. me uh, that night. Uh, so yeah, so I I am uh, I am 
extremely excited to watch her play. That is exciting. Mount yeah. Carmel Helix is it a uh, is it a home game for the home, Devils? Home game for the Sun Devils. For the Devils, I got home? my I got my Sun Devil attire he on sure today. Does. I got to be honest with you, man. As a parent, not only going out and you know you're supporting your 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 daughter and everything. But you're putting up with about 20 degree temperature Ooh, out there tonight. I, I mean, my, my wife invested. It's not going to be warm it's out not. there. And I, I'm prepared for that. My wife invested in uh, what they call a little buddy. It's a it's a like a, a little miniature heater. That get, get uh, out of here! I promise you. We, we, you play this. You live in this soccer life, man. You you learn to have to deal with the cold because it's it's a winter sport. Tony's yeah. like setting up on and the sideline with a propane tank. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you think I'm lying? I, I what is the I mini? Wait, tell me about the what it's, is it called? The it's, mini it's, buddy? It's called a little. It's called a mini, uh, little buddy. I think little it is. buddy. It's a uh, uh, it's you little propane tanks. <laughs> Good I heat. Don't believe this. I promise, I promise here you. comes you guys. Ma- here comes Michaela's dad. <laughs> oh, ever you honey, guys sauntering you into guys, the stadium. You guys already know how bad I am in the cold. So yes. I'm, I'm in a beanie and a, a full-on winter coat in the press imagine. box. So yeah. you know that in a in a stadium that's about 35 degrees, oh. where I'm going to be at. With I this. just looked at the Poway weather, and the low tonight is 38 degrees. Yeah. it's going to be cold. What time is the uh, What time does the action kick off? Six o'clock. Six, Six o'clock. o'clock. Oh, yeah. I was hoping it might be. It was a seven o'clock because I'm playing softball up north tonight. Oh, so you're going to be quite cold too. I'll be cold later on, but. I was thinking I could leave early and catch the end of the soccer match, but it'll probably be over yeah, by the time be. I forty minute halves. Forty minute half. Do they play extra time? Penalty kicks? <laughs> I, I'm not the sure. Whole I, this is new to me. I'm a, you don't is, know this, all the rules. I don't know all the rules yet. <laughs> I don't even know how they sub in, in CIF. So all right, you know. well, you'll find out. Chris, if you do go, tonight. make sure you bring an extra propane tank. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're not coming get it. any heat unless you bring an extra <laughs> propane tank. Byop. <laughs> bring your own propane. Bring your own heat. Bring. Your own heat. That's hilarious. I could just see you and uh, and your wife bundled up there, along with all the rest of the parents. Oh no, we're gonna be by ourselves. We're not sharing any heat tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be asking the Gwyns for heat. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. Congratulations to Michaela making her var. She's probably quite nervous. She's super pretty excited and nervous at the same time. But varsity, that's that's a big deal, man. It's a huge deal. She's one of of three. I think one of four freshmen on the team this year so that's awesome that's awesome all right why don't we update everybody on the signings here at the major league baseball winter meetings that's probably why people are tuning in on a uh wednesday evening at five o'clock and uh, of course the big one was aaron judge uh he did uh re-sign with the yankees if you're just tuned in 360 million dollars there were reports from none other than bob nightingale of usa today that the padres offered 400 million dollars to Aaron Judge, but Judge elected to stay uh, as a Bronx bomber. But I, I, I think, again, as Tony and I have talked about a couple times, that bodes pretty well for the future of the Padres uh, in any way you look at it. That, that I mean, ownership, we've talked about it so many times, but they keep proving it over and over again, Peter Seidler, that they're going to spend whatever it takes to make this team a winner. So uh, that is not uh, surprising at all. In fact, Peter Seidler was on with uh, the coach, John Contera, today. So we'll hear a little bit from him in our next segment. But uh, Judge was the big signing, Tony. Yeah, Judge was the big signing. The most recent signing was Matsutaka Yoshida uh, from Japan. Five years, $90 million to the Boston Red Sox. They also signed Kenley, closer Kenley Jansen to a two-year deal. They also 
sign former Padre Matt Strom. So uh, Red Sox. No, no, no. Strom played with the Red Sox last year. Let's not. He's oh yeah, with no. The Phillies. Excuse now. me. Phillies. Yeah. That was the Phillies. They all, Phillies also signed Taiwan Walker. Right. To a four-year deal, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot, lot, lot of things happen. Moves. Wilson Contreras will not be coming to the Padres. He's going to be a Cardinal, despite all of my wishing and uh, praying and hoping. He's, so they go for twenty-something years of, of Yadi Molina, and then they just pick up right where they left uh, off. With hey, pretty much. Listen, uh, there's a reason. I mean, you, you that you get a catcher that can command. And first of all, he's got a, he's he's got big shoes to fill. Um, and I'm, and you, you feel like a, I feel like a little bit that was intriguing to him to to follow in Yachty's footsteps because across the league everybody believed Yachty was like one of the best catchers to ever do it in this era. Yeah. And so now you're following in that footsteps with that rich tradition that the Cardinals have. And in some ways, you know, although Wilson may not seem like the ideal fit because he's not a, a Cardinal guy. He does know a little bit about tradition and 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 playing hard, and that's really that's usually the hallmark for uh, for a team like the Cardinals. Handle every handle your business and play the game the right way. That's you know the Cardinal way. Honestly, ought to be the Everybody every way. team way, <laughs> right? It shouldn't just be for uh, for the Cardinals. No, you know, everybody talks about this all the time, but. You know, I'd like to see everybody play the game the right way, and I think all teams want. What do you think, Bochi tells the Rangers to play the game the wrong way? You no, know, he's going to be but, telling them to play the right but way. But there is a there there is a certain way the Cardinals go about it that I don't know. I think it, it, in some ways you like the results, you like what it looks like. Yeah. But there's a reason why they rub people the wrong way often. You know, is it, that it, right? It, they're it, arrogant it, about it. I don't know if they if arrogance is the proper word, but. You know, I played in that division, and it seemed like everybody had beef. Everybody hated with them. the Cardinals, and maybe that was because they were so good. You know, they were constantly. Maybe winning it was just because of La Russa. I think it had Could that of, have been it? I think it had a lot to do with. Yeah, TL. I think it would have something to do with. TL that, had too. a way to to just get under your skin a little bit. Yeah, so there you go. Brush, All right. brush one of your hitters back. You brush hit, him back yeah. again. You know, I was watching <laughs> hit him the a next third time. <laughs> I was watching that Netflix uh, documentary about Nolan Ryan called Facing Nolan, and they were talking about how he did not care. If he wanted to throw in on you, you were going to come out and you are going to fight me if that's what you wanted to do. Do you and remember were, what happened when Robin Ventura went out to fight him one time? Yeah, is that the – okay, so the one where is he on the White Sox? Up. Yeah, Boop. so in the, in the documentary they talk about this, and they go back to some of the players, and they said in the clubhouse they all said the first person that gets hit – if you don't charge the mound, you owe us 500 bucks in the community That was old pie. school way right there. And so he gets hit. That was old school. He gets hit. What? Yes, he gets hit. You, you had see- to put 500 bucks or, in if you didn't charge yes, the mound? Yes, yes. So he gets hit by the pitch, and you could see it in his head for a second. Like, like, really ah! and, um, who, I think it was Dave Winfield who was talking about because was he on the White Sox as well? But I, I know that he had some, on the White I know Sox. he had the, sp- the spats with Nolan Ryan in, in the past, but he said that the guy didn't go into it with a full authority. If and that's why doing, he that's, got headlocked like a, like a cow and got punched in the face. True. If you are going to go out there, you better go out there full tilt because if you go out there kind of un- un- uneasy about it, that's how you get hog tied yeah, right that, there. Yeah, that's, hey, I feel bad did. for Robin he Ventura because that's what he's most remembered for. He could play, though. Robin Ventura should be remembered for the fact that he once had uh, a 58-game hitting streak when he was at Oklahoma State, which is yeah, Robin was a baller. That's longer than Joe DiMaggio's. I'm saying it was in college, but it was still pretty impressive. 
Yeah, Ventura was a pretty good player, but yeah, a lot of people only know him from getting beaten up by Nolan Ryan back in the day. But um, what's that called? I got to watch that. It's called Facing Nolan, and it's, they have him in it, and it's really good. At the end of the year, it's on when Netflix, we, when we yeah. were when we were having to go back and forth to the East Coast, that was a favorite. Oh yeah, of a lot of people on the plane. A lot of people enjoyed the. Uh, the Nolan is it? What is it called again? Facing Nolan. Fa- facing Nolan. They said that he threw. Um, well, during it, they said that if they had regular radar guns back then, he probably threw around 108, which I don't know how they can calculate that. But if the documentary so is for, saying it, for those that what? If the documentary is saying it, I, I, I tend to believe it a little bit. Wait, you know, he, he was throwing you know, 108. You, you know, documentaries uh, yes. also have misinformation. No, I, I definitely okay. know that, but uh, I've seen that widely reported. Uh, so, the, so just to kind of speak to that idea the radar guns back then only are used to catch the ball as it cross crosses home plate okay so by that time the ball has lost some of the velocity the radar guns now are out of the hand so ah. so now you get a, a much higher velocity than maybe you did at the time nolan ryan was so the was nolan wrong. ryan 100 was probably a little higher than 100 but it wasn't recorded as such. If it was out of the hand, yes, it would have been high, closer to a hundred, right? Maybe even higher than a hundred. I'm a huge Nolan. He was touching. He was touching a hundred with the old guns. Yeah. So because yeah. because most people kind of consider Nolan Ryan the hardest thrower of all time, even though statistically, you know what was it? Chapman against you oh, had, yeah. the, had the 104. 105. Yeah, 105. Don't shortchange me now. It was like 105.3 or something. Getting a piece of that 105. You can look it up on YouTube, you and I and I highly recommend you do. I almost it's lost one of the my most, life. It's one of the most impressive <laughs> things I've ever seen in a batter's box. I literally Young almost man lost my life. hanging in there at 105, fouling pitches off. <laughs> fouling a pitch off. That's probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been in the in the box before. Because well, ever. He's not, like, uh, he, he's not like a, a pinpoint accurate no, guy. No, he's not. He, he <laughs> lets not. one get away every once You know, in a the while. funny thing is, the following year I faced him in uh, as a Dodger. Ah, and he he was he he ran one in, and I kind of like started the swing, and the ball hit, literally it hit the 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 knob. knob of the bat square. Wow! If had I been one of those guys that has my thumb my pinky off the bat, my my finger would have came off. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> it would have literally come off. off. <laughs> it would have come off. <laughs> well, I mean, the ball's coming in there pretty quick. It's coming Scraggy. in there at 99 I plus. mean, the, the era that Nolan Ryan played in is, seems like an era that would uh, would scare a lot of people away nowadays. Yeah, listen. Those guys the, are insane. The, it, was, the, it, was, it, was, it was so much more cutthroat than it is now. Um, there, there was, now everybody knows, like, hey, it's we got to protect each other. It's a much more inclusive yes. clubhouse yes. now. Yes. It, it was for if you were not a vet, you had to you had to kind of you had to ease your way in the clubhouses <laughs> at that point. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. We've talked enough about uh, Nolan Ryan and what is it facing facing, facing Nolan? Nolan. Facing yeah. Nolan. check it out. Netflix. You guys get a chance. A step away gets the traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i just saw a uh, little rodent of some kind go scurrying across the floor are you being serious? I'm not. Oh, I was like, what? That's about all that's left here, though, at the baseball <laughs> oh, winter meetings. Okay. It is uh, it is slim pickings, indeed. We have another uh, 40 minutes or so on the program. Welcome back, Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and uh, Matt Scraby. And uh, we're going to have our interview. You're going to look, great insight from our guest earlier today from the, uh, from the Yes Network. Uh, I want to get her name right. Meredith Morakovitz. Yes, Meredith Morakovitz. And uh, it was very interesting about how Aaron Judge ended up staying with the Yankees. And uh, at least from the Yankee perspective, uh, we'll hear the Padre perspective, I'm sure, over and over here the next few days. But uh, Padres apparently, according to Bob Nightingale anyway, had a a bid of $400 million (laughs) for Aaron Judge. And, uh, they weren't joking around, were they? They were one of the final three. It was the Padres, the Giants, or the Yankees. And Aaron Judge chose to stay with the Yankees for a mere $360 million. You will find out more about that in our interview of the day with Meredith Marakovich from the yes. Uh, yes Network in New York City. When uh, She's actually here at the baseball winter meetings, joined uh, Tony and I a little earlier. Uh, but in this segment, Peter Seidler was on with the coach John Cantera today, and uh, I wanted to hear a couple of things that he had to say. Uh, first of all, uh, the Padre owner talking about the Padres and their pursuit of these superstar players. 
Well, he knows how to find me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trained as a financial person. And every type of business is different. Sports is certainly different. Major League Baseball is different from other sports. But um, we have the benefit of having a very long-term focus. So if, if everything was we got to do everything this year, it would be much more difficult to make it happen because we believe in stability, which is why we, in certain cases, get comfortable with very long-term contracts. And um, it layers into our overall strategy of being good year after year after year. So um, one thing I know is fans appreciate great athletes performing at the highest level, and we want to bring that to San Diego and um, things tend to work work out very well when you do. Well, uh, as far as this year's free agents, uh, it hasn't yet worked for the Padres. But uh, as far you know, according to every single report, they were in on Jose Abreu. Uh, he chose the Astros. They were in on Trey Turner. Obviously, big, huge contract offer there. He chose the Phillies, and now Aaron Judge. But uh, doesn't mean the Padres are completely out of the running. Uh, still some. Uh, some pretty good names out there, including shortstop Xander's, uh, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa. Padres have certainly been connected with Bogarts, who, according to the most recent uh, reports out there, still being sought after by four or five other teams. So, you know, again, you know, there's a lot of people that, that want these players. <laughs> it would be wonderful if the Padres could say, hey, we want a certain player and then go make an offer, and then that certain player just said okay. But, again, you know, it works both ways. They are free agents. In uh, one way, they're not free. In the other way, they're (laughs) completely free. That's a good point. (laughs) Because they are free to make up their own minds as to where they want to play. And that doesn't always mean the Padres get get chosen. Um, But we'll see. But, like I said earlier, it's so wonderful that the Padres are in you know, a team that ownership at least wants to you know make a run at these guys and uh, give give it a shot. I mean, I think that's terrific, and uh, I feel good about the fact that you know the Padres have been in the running and are going to continue to be in the running for uh, potential free agents. All right, uh, second thing from uh, Peter Seidler talking about competing and being in the mix and a real contender to get to a World Series. This, again, was on with the coach, John Cantera, earlier today. Well, you know, fast forward to today and for the past few years, the, you know, the bottom line for me is we want to be a credible force with a as good a chance as anybody to win the World Series every year. And that's why you spend time on anything and everything that can make your team better. Um, You know, a dream led to a conversation, led ultimately to Juan Soto wearing a Padres uniform. That was a massive long shot when when it was just in the dream stage. But he did become available. And as much as we treasure our minor leaguers, especially ones that we really have conviction about that now play for Washington or are in the Washington system, the chance to get a Juan Soto doesn't come up every day. He's 23 years old, and he's as good as anybody in the game or better. And similarly with Manny, similarly with Fernando, and um, 
you know, the chance to go out at least once a week and see you Darvish pitch is a treasure and, and, and a winner um, and really a historic figure in baseball. But all those things add up to a winning ball club, and it does take a 25-man roster. And um, it, this stuff is serious but also fun for me. <laughs> you know, I don't stick my nose into the baseball decisions. Um, AJ and his guys keep me up to date, and and then there are certain things, you know, typically monetary that I'll that I'll weigh in on. But I like the way we go about things as an organization. I think we're getting very close to the point where every link in the chain is strong. And I'll mention Eric Grubner, who runs our business as well. The two people that report to me, AJ and Eric, are as good as it gets, and I. I we still have work to do, uh, but we always still have work to do. You're never satisfied in this game, um, but our eyes are set on winning the world's, the first championship in the history of the city of San Diego, and then we'll go from there and talk about number two. I like the way that sounds. Uh, Peter Seidler, owner of the Padres, you can hear that entire interview with the coach, John Contera, if you uh, so desire, go to our website, 97.3thefansd.com. Download the Odyssey app. Uh, of course, any of our interviews uh, that Tony and I did over the last few days, we had a pretty successful run here at the baseball winter meetings uh, with A.J. Preller yesterday and with Bruce Bochy yesterday. And uh, really intriguing stuff with John Morosi of the uh, MLB Network and Alden Gonzalez of ESPN. Not to mention the uh, Hall of Fame interview we did with the newly minted Hall of Famer Fred McGriff, which was one of my favorites. You guys were saying that it was well-received. I can tell you for a fact it was well-received because I got a lot of messages about how they enjoyed hearing him talk about things that they've never heard before. Yeah, it was so fun to listen. It's so fun to visit with a, with a guy who just found out he went to the Hall of Fame. He was extremely pleasant, he was and he was, he, was, he was very happy, Yeah, obviously. he was in a great mood, and uh, that was a fun interview to do. Uh, you're going to hear, uh, after we take a break, uh, the latest and the insight on the Aaron Judge signing with the Yankees. That is uh, coming up uh, with uh, uh, the young lady from the, the Yes Network, uh, Meredith? Meredith Morakovitz. Yes, Meredith Morakovitz. I keep forgetting her last name, and I don't want to <laughs> mispronounce it. Meredith will be on. But uh, we had that interview. A.J. Casavell checked in for a little while here yeah. today. Sammy Lev. Sammy Lev checked in for a little while. We also had uh, Russ Dorsey oh, yeah. from Bally uh, Sports on uh, on our first day here, and he gave us some good in- Anyway. We've had a really good run of guests. Scraby's done an excellent job. Adam Klug has helped us, and uh, it's Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony Gwynn Jr. has been valuable. Yes, He's he has. He's been valuable, being as he has been like running for mayor of uh, the Manch Grand Hyatt for the last three days. And if they had such a such a post, I think he'd win it. I oh, mean, I think he would too. Just about everybody in this building has come by to say hi to Tony at one point or another over the last three days. So it's been pretty fun. Uh, being part of all of this and uh, we'll take a quick break come back with one more segment Aaron Judge did sign with the Yankees today how did that look from the Yankees perspective we'll uh, kick it around when Gwen and Chris returns (laughs) 
5.36 the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Wrapping things up, our final day of coverage from the baseball winter meetings. 2022, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby, Sammy Levitt has been running around. Uh, just uh, was downstairs. The great one, Sammy Levitt. The is, great one. You know. Yes. Uh, he was down uh, at a uh, A.J. Preller press conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, A.J. said, among other things, that the Padres did get involved in this Aaron Judge thing. A few days ago, uh, of course, we know that they they came up short. It wasn't for a lack of trying. According to Bob Nightingale, a $400 million offer was put out there by the Padres. But Judge uh, elected to settle for $360 million. I don't know how he could make that decision. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough, right? Uh, he stays with the Yankees. But uh, Padres still in the mix for many other stars, and uh, there are a few uh, still uh, shining out there, among them Xander Bogarts and Dansby Swanson, pitchers Carlos Rodon, uh, and and several others. So uh, Padres have been front and center at these uh, baseball winter meetings. They just haven't connected yet. Um, and, And the thing is, I hope they connect. Obviously, you always want the team to get better. But if they didn't get a single player, they still come into next season with Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, and Juan Soto at the head of the roster. And they still have a pitching staff with Darvish and Snell and Musgrove. They still got a bullpen with Suarez and Hayter. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're barren. No. It's not like the Padres are, you know, don't have anything. No, they'll be fine. It would, well, be, nice. Would, it would be nice to of add. Of course it would be nice to add. It would always be nice to add. But uh, they put a lot of the pieces in place already to be a uh, contender year after year. Here, I'm going to list. Someone broke down Aaron Judge's contract into different metrics, and this is just insane. He's going to make $360 million for nine years. That's $40 million per season. That's $246,914 per game. That's $82,305 per hour. That's uh, $70,547 per at-bat, $27,435 per inning, $1,372 per minute, and this is what makes me feel bad about my trajectory in life. $23 per second he's going to make over the over You can the break it down contract. into that small of an increment, personally. Yeah. Like, I, I just could break it down to the game increment. Oh, the game increment. 250. See, 40, yeah, 246,000. Yeah, basically a quarter million dollars a game. <sighs> I don't even know what I would do with that. <laughs> well, like, nobody does. I wouldn't even. I don't. Nobody even. knows what they would do with that. And and that's just one game. And guess what? You're not going to need to know what to do with that because I'm not. Even have if it. you do keep playing the stupid lottery. Oh, I I, I only play the lottery here and there. Yes, when it's when it's worth over like a hundred million dollars. Because well, there was there was because a, if you were to win twenty million per se, that wouldn't be enough. You know that there was a winning ticket that was drawn about a mile from my house, and I thought for a second when they said, "Yeah, winning ticket found yeah, in Encinitas." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I ran to my ticket to try to find it, and it was it was it was at a Rite Aid. I've never bought a lottery ticket at a Rite Aid, though." Well, that's what you got to start doing. Next time obviously. I'm going to Rite Aid. All right, how much was the ticket for? It was uh, for uh, over a million dollars. Over a million. Yeah, it didn't have the. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Well, the reason the you numbers. didn't the reason you didn't buy the ticket is because you don't play the lottery when it's only a million dollars. Oh, oh dollars. I see what you're saying. No, it was it was the time you when need it was, the lottery no. limit to be up at like 150 million before you. No, even it was enter the billion. It. it was the billions of dollars lottery that this person got five right, but not the mega number. I Isn't see. that insane too? That you can get five out of the six numbers right, and you only get like a percent of what the pot is. Well, the lottery is silly. I Chris hope, that, going I hope to. that no potential advertisers from the lottery are listening to our program right uh, now. Going, I don't think and so. Gee, I was going to spend a few million on the Gwyn and Chris show, but I'm not anymore. See, uh, for those potential advertisers, I love lotteries, and I love when you spend money on our show. You can so get Scraby. You can get Scraby to be your yes. uh, voice. Oh, I would be the, the of voice. lottery reason. Yes, he can explain to you why you people in the lottery don't give any of the money to the schools like you're supposed to. Well, because people claim their money. I see. Uh, let's check traffic, and when we come back on that, Meredith Marakovitz from the uh, Yes Network in New York, a visit we did earlier on the signing of Aaron Judge going back to the Yankees. Joining us to talk about this big news today, uh, Meredith Marakovitz joins us here, Yes Network. Meredith, Meredith, thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us some time. Of course, of course. Guys, there's Yankees news. There's been Yankees news over the last 24 hours. This is the first time hearing of this. So, this is very yeah. rare, right, for the Yankees to be spending any money in free agency. Uh, no, but they, so. they spent well. Uh, Aaron yeah, Judge so. re-ups, comes back home to New York. I got to ask you, Meredith, you, you've, you've covered him since he's he's been in the big leagues. Was there a doubt that he was going to leave in your mind? Look, I think when you hit free agency, there's always a doubt. I go back to the Freddie Freeman situation. Uh, yeah. I didn't think there was any way he was leaving Atlanta. He said he didn't want to leave Atlanta at the end of the day. He wound up a Los Angeles Dodger, right? Yeah. So I think there's always a possibility that somebody might leave, somebody might blow him totally out of the water where the Yankees just won't match it at that point. But it was very clear from the beginning of this offseason, the Yankees wanted him back and they wanted him back badly. That's why Hal Steinbrenner got involved very early. The offseason just ended. They could start talking to free agents. And Hal made sure that he developed a rapport with Judge, not only over the years, but really this offseason. He wanted to have conversations, just the two of them individually, which not all owners do that. And there was that dialogue between the two of them. And then when that false report that you mentioned came out and you saw, okay, going to the San Francisco Giants, there was also the the Time article that came out earlier in the day and some other things were trickling along and you're thinking – Man, this, this is happening? real. Like, this is, this <laughs> is happening. Like this is what's going on. Who knows what happened in those negotiations and in the talks? Right. Um, but then slowly, you thought maybe, may- maybe they would still be able to get that job done. And Aaron Boone actually made a phone call last night to Aaron Judge and said, "Hey, where are you at right now? You know, we want you back. A these check are in. some of the see some of the reasons why you want to be a Yankee for life. Just kind of reminding him of a lot of the stuff that he already knows." And uh, Aaron Boone went to bed not knowing, not knowing whether or not hmm. that helped, that hurt, where he was going. <laughs> right. uh, but he woke up, you know, about five, 
5.30 this morning and saw what we all saw. Aaron Judge is returning. And one thing that Boone said to Judge was just make sure you talk to Hal one last time mm. before you make your decision. Smart. And, and he had that conversation, and Hal came up in a big way. Give the Steinbrenner family credit no for – 360, that's a big that's, number. That's not, I know that's not cheap. I know it's the New York Yankees, but that's not cheap, right? That's not yeah. cheap. That was their guy. They wanted him. They got him uh, pending a physical, of right, course. Right. <laughs> Meredith, uh, I don't know if it's, it can be categorized, but how, how much of a blow would it have been to the Yankees, Yankee, Yankee fans, had Aaron Judge left the Big Apple? Especially with really nobody in sight to replace something like that. Look, I, I just keep racking my brain and thinking, like, where would they have pivoted had Aaron Judge signed with another team? And I just don't know what direction they would have gone in because yeah. there isn't a lot on the table available right now that would have been the shock and awe that the Yankees right. would need to provide to essentially make up for the loss of Aaron Judge. You know, and at the end of the day, it's Judge's decision. Finance yeah. is obviously a huge part of it, so they don't have complete control as to whether or not they come back. And, you know, I saw Brian Cashman spoke to him for our Yes Network show, and he looked like he hadn't slept for four days. <laughs> I, bet. I mean, I bet. The, the, man, the man has been through it with the false reports and all of that. They, they thought they were in for... You know, a very long time, but uh, it it has been a roller coaster of at least twenty four hours for them. And Aaron Judge plays it so tight to the vest that yeah. really no one knew exactly uh, what he was thinking throughout the process. But yeah, I don't know how you replace that, especially coming off a year, a historic year where he yeah. hits sixty two home runs. He's the new AL, you know, home run leader. He sells tickets. People want to watch him play. Kids yeah. are wearing 99 jerseys. That's the jersey they want to buy. So to have seen that slipped away would have been sad. Meredith Morakovich joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And uh, Meredith, I've I've watched Aaron since he come up. He's come up to the big leagues, and not everybody is cut out to play in New York under those bright lights, that big stage. What makes him the ideal Yankee? Well, he's handled everything well. He's handled the accolades. He's handled the criticism. He's handled even at the end of the season. Unfortunately, there were a couple of boos, and he gets it. He understands in New York the demands are different yeah. and the expectations are different. Whether it's right or wrong, you know, that is the way it is. And I think he's a guy that thrives off of the bright lights, yeah. the pressure, he likes being the guy. He's a great teammate in that clubhouse, uh, and obviously we know how talented talented he is uh, on the field. And I think, you know, you look at the offense, you look at the offense, you look at the offense. You can't ignore that. But people sometimes forget just how good of a defender yeah, he, is he is out there in right field and how athletic he is, how well he moves, and he has a rocket for an arm. So um, he, he's just handled it all with grace since day one. I remember when he came up, he and Tyler Austin had back-to-back -back home runs. Uh, never, you know, every time I would talk to him on the field, it almost became a running joke that first season. Are you ever going to talk about yourself? And it was like, <laughs> no. Like, literally, he's just not going to. Yeah, Even last awesome. year as he's chasing this, you, you could tell that that part of it, he maybe doesn't love, but he is. he loves talking about his teammates. And, and, and I think fans like that and embrace that and he's been accountable he's he's a guy that'll talk after a win and after a loss yeah. you mentioned the Steinbrenner name and I go back all the way to George's days and uh 
you know, kind of the rocky relationship that the Yankees had with the rest of baseball. Obviously, the Yankee fans are going to stick up for for the evil empire, I think they were called back then. Uh, take us through a little bit what it's like now with this, with Hal Steinbrenner and the relationship the Yankees have with baseball as opposed to where it used to be when, when George was captaining the ship. I think fans are very quick to say, oh, George would have never done this. George would have done <laughs> this differently. But yeah. I think we also have to remember the game is much different is. now, and we're in a much different place as far as the financials of the game right now as opposed to when George Steinbrenner was running the team, especially early on. And there are way more teams that are capable of going out there and getting these big-ticket free agents. We saw that with the offer from San Diego, with the reported offers from San Diego and the Giants. You know, it's not just the Yankees anymore that can go out and pay for players. So there are so many more involved. And we also saw, you know, those dynasty teams. There's a lot of homegrown talent in those. You, You have to have the homegrown talent and then support it with some other big-ticket items along the way to push you over the edge. So um, I think with how sometimes people or fans have this preconceived notion that they don't spend money. They spend an awful lot of money, and they have shown every year that there is a financial commitment. There is the desire to get better and to win a World Series. But because it hasn't happened since 2009, I think fans get frustrated, and they think maybe some of those things aren't there. But when I sat down with Hal very early into this offseason, this man cares an awful lot. Yeah. You know, He, you he wants to win. <laughs> he has the fire. He's yeah. maybe just not as boisterous as his father maybe once was at times. He's not the guy that's you know going to be calling all the reporters and wants to be in the spotlight all the time but you know he's he's getting he's trying to get the job done just like his dad you bring up such a good point because the landscape is so much different so many more teams can can have their hand in the pot and 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 really be in this big pool of players do you think the yankees are done i mean this is a this is a ton of money they just spent do you you think they got more moves to make yeah i don't think they're done i don't think they're done and i think they're very excited about the part that they're likely not done and I I think one of the biggest reasons why is you look at the Astros they have not been able to get over that hump and I look at the starting pitching for the Yankees right now Uh, you have Garrett Cole Luis Severino Nestor Cortez uh, Frankie Muntas you look at that rotation you also have Domingo Herman where is he going to fit you have young guys like Clark Schmidt and you say okay they, they probably have, have enough if everyone's healthy, but you know throughout the course of a baseball yeah, season, you, you need more than five starters, right? Um, and if you can bring in another arm to fortify that, we, we saw with good pitching, like the Astros, just how dominant you can be in a postseason. And Yankees had hits to their bullpen last year, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Their starting rotation suffered a, a little bit. They did not get out of Frankie Montas what they thought they were going to get out of him. There was, uh, you know, in retrospect, probably not as healthy. Yeah throughout that second half as as he thought he was or wanted to be um so i think you look at that area as a potential area of need if they can get something done and then they also need a left fielder right now uh aaron hicks had an injury at the end of the season he still has years on his deal you wonder what's going to happen with that contract but andrew benintendi was a nice fit i think he's a guy that the yankees liked very much they've spoken a lot about trying to as a team cut down on the strikeouts in that Astro series or so so oh, so yeah. many it was home runner strikeout yeah. it was it was tough to watch at times they want guys that are going to put the ball in play not just home run guys they have a lot of those guys already right. you know so they're, they're looking for speed they're looking for guys to put the ball in play 
Meredith Morakovitz from the Yes Network. Das, last thing real quick, Meredith, and thank you for your time. Uh, the Padres and the Yankees basically finished up the same last year. They both lost the league championship series. But I just get the feeling, in, like you touched on a little bit, but in San Diego we're pretty excited about what the Padres were able to accomplish this year. And, you know, on to the future and let's take the next step. As far as Yankee fans, you touched on a little bit. Is getting to the championship series pleasing to anybody in New York? No. <laughs> no. See? And, and you know, it, it, it's tough because the expectation is, and the expectation has been set, World Series yeah. or bust. Or bust. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, this is a team that won 99 games. Yeah, the it wasn't that the bad. season, they were rolling. And then, like any team, they suffered some injuries and some adversity. And there were times in that second half where, by the way, Aaron Judge had a leadoff because they didn't have a leadoff right, leader. Right, right. I mean, he's leading off. You look at one through nine in that lineup with the exception of Judge and you're like what what is happening there was no Rizzo there was no Stanton DJ LeMahieu was banged up dealing with that foot issue uh, and you're like what what are we doing here so i mean yeah it's a it's a high expectation but i think the guys that thrive in new york love that expectation and they need to find a way to uh to get back to the promised land i guess you could say because if not the fan base is not happy and no. they've been disgruntled yeah. for for quite some time the, now. they'll make it known i'm, I'm pretty sure of mm-hmm. it meredith thank you for your time i know you'll be here until the tumbleweeds start rolling <laughs> know, through right? here before you head out <laughs> thank you for your time again of thanks course, meredith of course Good stuff there from uh, Meredith Marakovich from the uh, Yes Network, New York. And uh, Tony wasn't kidding. Uh, Meredith is one of the very few people that is still here at the baseball winter meetings. uh, She and uh, some of the uh, members of the baseball tonight crew on MLB Network, Tom Perducci's over there, Steve Phillips, general manager, former general manager of the New York Mets. But, uh, yeah, pretty much everybody else gone home, Scraby. You and me and Sammy. Even the SNY crew is packing up the stage. They're packing us. up their stage. And uh, yeah, the baseball winter meetings have come and gone for 2022. That doesn't mean that the Padres aren't certainly done. Free agency is never over uh, 100%. So uh, we will uh, have much more news for the Padres coming up in the next few days, I'm sure. Uh, as A.J. Casavell said today, it would be almost uh, beyond surprising at this point if the Padres didn't wind up landing somebody, whether it's Xander Bogarts, a shortstop, whether it's a Carlos Rodon, a pitcher, uh, whoever it is, uh, you know, batter, pitcher. The Padres are going to land somebody, it seems like. They're destined to do that in free agency and to add to this already uh, – Really uh, exciting team that uh, we can't wait for another season to get underway. But uh, this is kind of the halfway point of the offseason, the way I look at it, Scraby. Yeah. A couple of months into the offseason and a couple of months away from you and I packing up the gear and heading to Peoria. I'm looking forward to it already. For spring training. So This time, hopefully, we get to go for maybe one more day. Yeah, let's get there for at least make it a three-day yeah, stay. We, we were there Chris much and I too... drove out on Sunday night and came back on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was too quick of a trip last time. We'll have to make plans for a longer stay. Yeah, we couldn't have done the whole thing without Sam Levitt. We just couldn't nope. have. He was amazing. Thank you to Adam Klug, our program director, setting all this up. And, of course, uh, back in the studio, Maddie DeLeo was uh, nice job, magic fingers back there. From Maddie. Thank you very much, Maddie. Great work while Scraby was away with us. Uh, for Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, and Matt Scraby, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Regular show back in studio. Coverage of the winter meetings presented by Petter, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Poway. 
Nobody does it better than Petter of Poway. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.